Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to My Favourite Takeaway, the show for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. I am, as always, they have been since Series 1, Tom Crane. And the person opposite me is the same man he's always been, and I'm delighted about that. He's a great man. It's Simran Shah. Thanks, Tom. I'm actually on your side, rather than opposite. I was spooning for recording. <laughs> Big Spoon? Let's knuckle down into that. Who would be Big Spoon? Who would be Small Spoon? I actually think I would be Big Spoon, yeah. holding on to you. With the neediness of a small spoon. <laughs> I like that. Welcome yeah. to the show. Simran, as always, we've had brilliant messages from our fantastic listeners, haven't we? Emails, Instagram messages, tweets, no actual letters. But um, we have had those three. And one of them has caught your eye. An email from Dan O'Dell, who said, Hi, Tom and Sim. I need to know whether it is me that is wrong. The first sentence. <laughs> Immediately my favourite first sentence to an email we've ever, ever received. He said... I'm in a band and we quite regularly order takeout while we're at rehearsal. Mackey's is a regular go-to. However, my three bandmates order something that I find incredibly strange. As with most McDonald's orders, we tend to buy burgers, fries, drinks. All three of my bandmates choose to eat all of their fries followed by their burger. Or all of their burger first and then order their fries. So, right. From Dan's point of view, this is weird because he said, surely the right thing is to eat a burger... Have a few fries, back for a burger, back for more fries, little bite, little bite. It's swapping, right? Going from one <laughs> to the other. So Dan wants yeah. to know, am I the weird one? In other words, is it me that is wrong? That is such a good email and such a good question. That's really interesting. Like even when you were talking about that, I was sort of doing a bit of a mine to work out how I eat. What would I do? I'd start with a third of my chips. Let's let's, let's really get down into the yeah. uh, the maths of this, okay? A third of my chips. Then I'd move on to the burger. I'd have two months of the burger and then have another third of my chips. Then I'd probably finish the burger and end with the chips if I've still got room. That's that's my technique. Dipping along the way, dipping the burger and the chips. Everything's getting dipped. What about you, Sid? I'm the same. And I'll tell you what yeah. happens though. One casualty of this approach and the casualty lies inside the dip because if you're enthusiastically dipping your fries into the dip, yeah. sometimes... A loose fry stays in the dip whilst the rest of them go in your mouth. So <laughs> like now you've got. Jacuzzi. Yeah. So you've now got one or two fries floating yep. in your ketchup. And yep. then when you're dipping the burger in to the ketchup, you're not getting as much because the fries is in there. And the more you do that, the more you pile your condiment with the chips, which is what you don't want to do. So that's with a one... potato lattice. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's... prevent you from getting to the dip. 
that's one pretty niche consequence of that approach. <laughs> no, but I do get that. Another thing that comes to mind in this, which is actually something that comes up in this episode today, our brilliant guest, Lauren Layfield, she talks about saving the best final bite she can when she's eating a meal. If you're eating a burger and fries, Simran, what is the final bite there? What is your final bite? Well, is, it burger? is it fries? Or, or are you sticking the tongue in a dip and just enjoying pure ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> I think my final most satisfying mouthful will have to be from the burger, not the fries. Yeah. But it could be from the little bits of fries that I left over at the bottom of the packet that I scoop into my mouth like I would with crisps. Oh, really? You don't do that. You, you, you'll tap the end of a McDonald's bag and tip, tip it into your mouth. Not the whole bag. Not the whole okay, bag. Okay, right. Okay. Oh, the, 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 uh, okay. I said, do I do that? I just realised this is one of the great pleasures in life is finishing a McDonald's or any burger and chips. You think you're finished. You go chuck away your bag. You look in the the outer brown bags come in and there's there's three or four errant fries that have snuck away in there. What a feeling. What a treat. What What better than that? Possibly having children, maybe skydiving, (laughs) but apart from those two. So I'm quite interested about this. So let's find out, is Dan O'Dell, our kind listener who's emailed the show, alone in this? How do you eat your burger and fries? Are you going from one to the other? Are you eating all the fries and then just a burger? Are you having the burger and then the fries? Or is there some insane approach that we haven't even considered? You can email the show on hello at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast.com or you can follow us on Instagram, which is myfavoritetakeawaypodcast and DM us there. And today we have a brilliant guest who gets into the nitty gritty of all these sort of things. Who is it this week, Sim? This week, our wonderful guest is Lauren Layfield, a Capital Radio DJ who you can hear on an early breakfast show between 4 to 6 a.m. every weekday. She has to get up at about 2 a.m. to get to that. That's a pretty tough shift. And her debut young adult book, Indie Ray, is totally faking it. It's actually out at the end of this month. I love this chat. Lauren's uh, a, a real laugh and properly got into the spirit of the show. And I think if you're a regular listener, you will absolutely love this record. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. I actually can see a cat in the background, which I didn't notice before. You need to think it is a cat, but it's actually a, a dog. It's normally about 10 minutes before someone makes a huge mistake like that in a podcast, but Simran's opening line is mistaken a cat for a dog. That's amazing. It's a really good start, Simran, really good. <laughs> this is lucky. She heard that there was going to be food involved, so she was straight up here, but she heard the chicken arriving. Can I just say that now that your dog has faced uh, the camera, it is quite obviously and identifiably a dog. So, don't, yeah. don't try and backtrack. It's too late. The damage is done, mate. <laughs> the damage is done. Lauren, you've also got not just a dog next to you, but a takeaway, haven't you? What did you buy? The, I mean, I'll be honest, boys. It was a, it was a really hard choice. I actually got out my delivery app and sort of went through all of the cuisines at the top there because I thought, choose wisely. You know, you've got an opportunity here to get it for free. Before you tell us what it is, what what didn't make the cut? You know what? I love now about living in a city. I've lived in lots of cities now. I've lived in Leeds. I've lived in Manchester, London, and now I live in St. Albans. And I think the beauty of living in a city is the variety of choice. So you now get things like, you can have a Lebanese if you want. You can have a Mexican. Whereas when I was growing up, it was literally like fish chips or Mackey's. Those were your options, right? For our listeners, I want them to bear in mind that Lauren had the whole world at her fingertips yes, instead of yes. what she could have ordered. And what did you go for? 
I went for a KFC, everybody. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Why bother going with everything else when you can get something that is just finger licking good? You know what I mean? Exactly. And Absolutely. this is the bone of contention in my house every single weekend. The chicken bone of contention. The, the actual chicken femur of contention. We have an argument about this every single weekend saying there is so much you could choose from. Are we really going to get a KFC again? And the answer to that is <laughs> absolutely yes. Usually, we ask you this question towards the end, which is what's your ultimate KFC order or your ultimate McDonald's order or Domino's order? So actually, I think we should ask that question right at the top. I want you to rip open that bag okay. and tell us what the fuck is inside it. Oh, it's a satisfyingly huge bag as well. Look at the size of that KFC bag. It's massive. Look at the size of that. The bargain bucket, everybody. There it is. Oh, you've gone for the full bucket. See, I I, I love a KFC, but I've mm. never ordered the bucket. Are you clinically insane? What's wrong with you? It feels too much. Before you before you talk to us about this, can we just address the key question here is, yes. is it all right to buy food that's served in a bucket? What is the, what is the <laughs> feeling about that? If you went to a nice Chinese restaurant, they said, how do you want your food served? Do you want it on a plate or in a bucket? Bring your own bucket at a Chinese restaurant. Is it just for you? That's an idea. BYOB. You don't need to swing the chain. The sign will remain the same. Talk about signs. I've just noticed that bucket. Yeah. The branding on that is so iconic. It's simple. It's just two red stripes and the, and the colonel's face. That's it. Did you see this recently, by the way, on um, on Twitter? Everyone was saying that they've only recently discovered that that's the colonel's tie around his neck is not his little body i did think it was a tie rather than his little <laughs> body i've got, got to say i didn't think it was a tie i thought it was maybe like a little bit of lace a bit of um you know yeah sure yeah but i, I didn't think it would be a tiny body i thought it was his little body for years no i thought for years i thought that's the colonel's little body they spent so <laughs> much time on the face they just got a bit fed up by the end and thought we'll do a little stick i'm sorry if you were a colonel in the army and you had a tiny little body like that, you are not commanding the respect of your forces. There's no way anyone's going into war behind that man. It's fantastic, isn't it? This is our fourth series. That's the most insane thing anyone said. It was honestly like when it when it came up on Twitter, I finally went, "Wow, I'm not alone." There's actually yeah. thousands of people out there who thought the exact same thing, which was oh, that's very funny. A revelation, boys. It was a real revelation. And go back to the the bucket though. I think. The smell of the paper and the cardboard in there only adds to the delight of a KFC. Yeah. It, it doesn't take away from it. It enhances. That's great. And what do you get in the bucket? Well, going back to what you said earlier, Tom, it is plentiful. Yeah. Which is good and bad. So in, in mine, I've got six pieces of chicken. Right. Which I think is a good amount of chicken. And what sort of pieces? Are, are they like the, the classic? Trimmer. Are we, are we talking drumsticks and thighs? And also, so. a question we've never had on the podcast. Mm. What do you prefer, drumsticks or thighs? Oh, thigh every day. If it could just be a bucket of thighs. And, let, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a big advocate of, of the KFC, but I, I do have issues with it. I think there's certain elements that could be ironed out. And I, w I would love this opportunity on this podcast to put those concerns to KFC. We will absolutely get, get to those. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I think is a real treat? I agree with you. Thighs over drumsticks and then a boneless thigh. Oh, that's a real treat. That's a, yeah, but you don't get, see, there's no bone. This is full bone. Oh, okay. Oh, I can see you peeking it. Yeah. Okay, what we've got here is got chips on top. The dog is encroaching. 
Yeah, she needs to back off. <laughs> We've got chips on top in a bag. As you can see, they're going soggy. That is quite, that's mainly greasy, I'd say. Then. <laughs> that's more grease than brown paper. <laughs> and that one makes it beautiful. And then inside there, I've got one, two, three. Whoa, hang on a second. One, two, three. <gasps> wow. We've got five thighs. Just one drumstick. That's good ratio. <laughs> By the way, Perfect. we encourage you to eat it. You can. Don't feel shy. I'm going to get onto this little one. Crane, do you dip your thighs into your into yes, gravy? Yes, so I'm obsessed with dips. I have really? to have a condiment with fried chicken. Uh, yeah. Gravy I love, but I also in general, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of the supercharger one from, from KFC. Is, this, is, that, is, it from, is that KFC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the supercharger one? I can't quite work it out. Sort of sriracha-y's type yeah. thing. It's just, it's awful. Yeah. But... Uh, here's my problem. I'm quite embarrassed about the gravy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know what it is. The word gravy makes me feel a little bit embarrassed. Maybe it's sort of considered like a a common kind of dip. Do you whisper it when you're when you order it? Mm, yeah. Like, <laughs> bucket of chicken, large fries, and a gravy. And I say, like, what's that, madam? <laughs> Do you think it's because the gravy feels like it doesn't belong with, with like fried chicken and chips? Mm-hmm. Is it because we think in British culture, gravy basically just belongs in a Sunday roast? I think that's exactly it. Growing up, you know, we've, we've been fans of the Colonel for many years. Growing up, gravy was never on the order. And it was only a mate of mine a few years ago who said, have you had gravy? I said, no, that's unhinged. Can't have gravy on, on chips and chicken. What are you talking about? And then, oh my God, it's so good. Fan us getting it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's the point I've tried to recreate at home. But as we all know, it can't be done. The only problem with the KFC delivery with the gravy is that 70% of the time, the gravy has spilt everywhere in the box. That's my problem. That little lid is not strong enough. It doesn't stay on. No. It doesn't sucker on enough. And it's just constantly covered in my food when I order it. Again, got a few issues with KFC that I think that they could address to heighten this experience even more. And I think you're right. Like a like a seal would be quite nice. A little seal around the outside. I know of someone. I'm not going to name names. They're actually, quite a, they're actually a famous person yeah. who orders a second gravy to just drink. Just drinks has it as it has it as it as a hot well, chaser like a bovril. I was thrilled when this arrived because this is a big boy, Lauren. I'm not gonna lie, that that, that is the size of you. Right, look at that. So when I get a little one, sometimes I don't dip enough, and sometimes I drain the bottom of that. Now today we have got essentially an extra Horlicks on the go here, haven't we? Like that's ready to rumble, <laughs> isn't it? I tell you what, though, I think gravy, KFC gravy, has. About 45 minutes to an hour life span. I think as soon as it starts getting even a little cold, one of the elements has to be warm. And if it starts to get a little congealed, you're out. That's a fine line between a liquid or a gel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we're we're really on the cusp there already. And that's only been delivered 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it's a race against time really to to get the full <laughs> to get the full flavour of the gravy. Chug, chug, that's, chug. That's, that's why your famous friend whose name we have to find out later will only chug it because it's, it's because he knows it's going to go. Well, she knows it's going to go. <laughs> I wonder if it would do that thing that we talked about this on the show before. That if you've, done, if you've ever put sweet and sour sauce in the fridge, it left overnight. The next morning, it'll be oh. it's like a solid block. Yeah, paste. It's like, yeah, like a paste. It's really weird. More than a paste, you could put it on your walls. 
there's like some plaster. You say it's that weird. It, but, it's but, not that weird when pure sugar caramel is left in for longer and longer <laughs> and it goes hard. Can I ask you a quick question? Just some treat to how you were feeling emotionally at the point you were uh, feeding the dregs of some gravy to your dog. So how did that make you feel at that point? There's happiness for her. Okay, yeah. And there's envy for me. Like right, okay. every element of my body wants <laughs> to have it for myself. And she knows the pot as well now. Like she knows exactly what that is. Oh, look at that. She is. She's yeah. looking. She's yeah. looking. Look at that. Lovingly and adoringly yeah. at that gravy. And this is the problem. She's my baby, so you know I want her to enjoy the best of life. And for me, congealed gravy is the best of life. <laughs> well, you talk about enjoy the best of life. Where do you think out of the leading fast food takeaways you enjoy the best of chips? Because I think the KFC is probably up there. I think McDonald's are the best, personally. Yeah, McDonald's have never messed around, have they? They've always known they've been to a good thing. I think the only time McDonald's really let themselves down is if you get it in a in a drive through car park and they've not salted them properly. Yeah. That can be an issue. Yes, that is a really good point. Yeah. Because you don't get a sachet of salt ever with McDonald's. No. You do get it with Burger King, and I think maybe you get it with KFC, but yeah. the arrogance of, their, of McDonald's thinking they just apply the perfect level of seasoning Every time. Well, it's that's just McDonald's <laughs> all over, isn't it? That's just them all over. <laughs> Arrogance is the word. They don't always get it right. So we had a really great McDonald's at our university town. And, oh, it was on a roundabout and it was absolute perfection. And then the one in Manchester, absolute bag of balls. So I just think... <laughs> it's bag of balls the other thing KFC does aside from the bucket, is that right? <laughs> bucket of wings, bag of balls. They get congealed as well sometimes. <laughs> I got a, dri- a drive through McDonald's at a service station on the M4. It was when we went off back onto the motorway, I opened it and it was... The burger was an absolute steak. Like they hadn't cared at all. And then I started thinking... They're not in a drive through by a motorway. Do they know that as soon as people have left and are back on the motorway, yeah. they're not going to turn back? They're trapped in a one-way system. There's nothing they can do. So they don't really need to care. I fully agree with that. I think I think I get my most sad if I open up a McDonald's burger and uh, the top bun just slides right off and there's nothing sticking it to the patty. Yeah. You think, oh, they've really <laughs> not given a shit in that one, have they? They've lost the passion. I'll be honest, it needs, a, lost it, the it needs a bit of purchase to keep it all yeah, together, it's doesn't too, it? It's too many people complaining about the seasoning. That's, Absolutely. That, that's the issue. So now you, you're getting through, that's a thigh. I've gone through it. Yeah, it's actually yeah. a bit of a, a wing situation now, I think. But yeah. And what do you do with your bones? I'm just currently dropping them aside, get them out of Okay. And I must admit, it is a bit macabre, isn't it, a KFC? Like, you do feel sort of a little bit caveman about it all, just sort of ripping flesh off of bones and shoving it back in mouth with your bare hands. Do you know what I mean? But Absolutely. There's no good way to eat a KFC. If you're going to get our knife and fork, get in the bin. That is an outrage. You just go in for it. There is something slightly Neanderthal about taking a <laughs> bone out, out, out of your mouth. <laughs> and if it's all thin stones you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> And also, I want to pick that bone clean as well. I don't want to leave oh, any, yeah. any remnant. Like, Sometimes more than half, you'll leave a bit of a bit of chicken on the side. What, what are you doing? Pathetic. He's pathetic. pathetic. <laughs> Although, to be fair to the Anvil man, he would be eating just one chicken rather than parts of eight different chickens, which is what happens when you're like at least they were beak to foot in the way that they ate. They, they finished the whole thing. Feathers on, they were going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing was still moving. Just in case there aren't any Anvils listening, I don't want to rail down too hard. Yeah. We talked there about sort of your annoyances with McDonald's chips. You mentioned yeah. earlier, you think there's issues with KFC that needs to be mm-hmm. ironed out. Well, in the bargain bucket that I've got right now, for example, we've got six pieces of chicken. 
alongside that, we've got four chips, which I think is a lot of chips, no? Four packs of chips. Mm. I think the ratio of chips to chicken is off. I think you could go less chips, more chicken. I think give us the good stuff. I think the chips are great, and certainly this would not be a KFC without the chips included, but the meal is not centered around the chips. The meal is centered around the chicken. So there's there's that issue. Yeah. I think mean, they've also, they've really done a whoopsie in that you can't get a proper Pepsi. So I've ordered today a Pepsi Max over there, actually. Why are you giving me a sugar-free drink? What's the point of that? What is the point? I'm made a commitment. Do you know what I mean? There's no helping me now. I've just, I've just realized it. So, okay, okay, so you've got your four packs of, of chips no. and you've got your, your, your multiple thighs in the drumstick. Have you got a burger in there? Do you know what? I made an absolute boob. Because I didn't want to be greedy on this podcast when, when they said send through your order. So I kept it basic. But actually, do you know what I, I often do as well? I get a mini fillet. <laughs> the mini fillet used to cost just 99p, a little bumper bonus, you know? It's not full burger. You're not committing to like yeah. a meal here. But you are just getting that little <laughs> pop in the mouth burger at the back. And oh my God, that really just hits the spot. A bit of mayo in there. Getting lettuce if you are feeling healthy, a bit of lettuce in there. I regret that now because that would have gone down a treat. I can feel your regret. I did this. I did the same thing, Lauren. Right, so Lauren. I also get a little mini fillet. But yeah. recently, I say in the past couple of months, I ordered three mini fillets <laughs> and all the other stuff. I was like, "Why don't you just buy a chicken burger, mate? What 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 are you doing? What was your reasoning behind the treble doing the triple? Because I thought." With the chicken thighs that I was buying. His wife and the other left thing, him, Lauren, all right? Was... <laughs> His wife left him. I was so thinking... can we just move on, please? It's a real cry for help. <laughs> so I was buying for two, but then she didn't, she didn't want to have them, so I just kept them rather than got rid of them. Buying for two doesn't explain why you'd buy three mini ones. If anything, you buy them for two, you buy four mini ones. Look, I, I'm aware I answered oh, the question. <laughs> I'm aware I answered the question you didn't ask. I'm not going to justify it. Okay. I don't need to justify it. As somebody who is uh, naive to the world of the KFC bucket, mm. so there's four chips. So that means how many people are supposed to be eating? Well, there's a thing. Like, am I sharing it with my partner supposed to have two packets of chips? Like, if anything, give me one large chips. Did you ever eat too many chips so that you don't get through the rest of it? Well, yeah. This is one of my things just food-wise generally. When it comes to eating, I... I take a lot of time over the eating process in terms of getting my ratios right. You can't have uneven ratios. A perfect meal is made up of perfect ingredients, but also getting the ratios right. Yeah. So I would never go to town on the chips because that would then risk ruining the good bit of the meal. And I do the same even when I'm having like a, a roast dinner. Like when I have a roast dinner... Seeing through a roast dinner, it's a bit like, you know, in like a film where you see somebody working out like a, a mathematical equation and there's like close-ups zooming into their face and they're, they're full of pondering and there's maths equations whizzing across the screen and there's like sort of the image of the universe comes into shot. It's like that with me, but having a roast dinner because I'm trying to <laughs> equate working out what's the perfect last mouthful. So it's got to have the perfect amount of chicken, potato, gravy, stuffing, cauliflower cheese. And my other half says, sometimes I'll just go quiet during the meal. He's like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, I'm just working out how to make the perfect last mouthful. I'll, I will do it with every single meal to make sure I get it right. It's got to be right, else you'll ruin it. You'll ruin the experience of the meal if you don't yeah. get your, your proportions right. I've just thought of a 
what are those sort of great dinner party question? You know, people will say, what would be your last meal mm. on death row? What would be your perfect last mouthful? <laughs> perfect last mouthful. Tell us exactly what's on the fork. What are you putting on that fork? Okay. Great question. And also, do you know what I'd love? You could do it with like, you know, tweezers. So you're taking about the, the perfect amount. I'd, I'd go for chicken on the base. I'd then smush the potato on the top. I'd then smush a bit of stuffing on there as well. And then I'd kind of smush a layer of ideally just the cauliflower cheese sauce, just a bit of cheesy sauce. And then I'd put like a little bit of gravy on the top. Ideally, the cherry on the proverbial cake would be a little bit of a what's it called? Uh, what did you have at Christmas? Pigs in blankets. Pig, a pig in blanket. Yeah, pop a bit of that on top, straight in one mouthful, self-contained. That Very would be nice. It. I'm also imagining myself being the jailer and watching you assembling that final thoughtful and thinking this is the most depressing thing I've ever watched in my life. Tom, what, what would yes. be yours? Mine would be my final mouthful would be... Because uh... who cares about the meals? Like The meal is like excess at this point. You just want one last great taste. Egg fried rice, Ooh. crispy shredded beef and a cyanide pill. <laughs> what a final victory for me to take that back <laughs> so lauren let's take you away from death row and back to yep. to sort of your experiences now when was the first time you sort of got into takeaways was it was there a point where you allowed yourself to order things or is there a particular takeaway in your life that you remember as kind of a pivotal one well the, the, the kfc like i mentioned has been has been long in my life because it was the kind of one that we used to have we didn't really have takeaways when we were younger i think the generation above us had a lot more self-control and a lot less access to the delivery app absolutely they were a rare treat and i remember my mom was a nurse and she used to work really long hours my mom's from guyana and she is an Awful cook. I mean, she's got better over the years. <laughs> I think but, she's God. an woman. She's a terrible woman. She she was a really bad cook for many, many years. She came and tried to make British food and she was just abysmal at it. So a lot of our meals consisted of things that were boiled. You never ate Guyanese food growing up then? We did eat Guyanese food and that's where she she excelled. So that was always a yep. real treat. So we had like Guyanese curries, Guyanese dals, as previously mentioned. We had like... Amazing. Some really nice stuff. But when it came to the British stuff, she just fudged it up every single time. And also my mum would do mad things. Like she would, you know, we're having shepherd's pie tonight, but I don't have any potatoes. So instead, I'm just going to bang like a Swede on top or something. Do you know what I mean? Like she just, she was always would just try and make do. And it was disgusting. And she still does that to this day. But she would come home from a long nursing shift and you'd be going, oh God, let's find out what's for tea tonight. And she'd walk home and she'd bring under her arm that bargain bucket. It was just a pivotal moment on a Friday night. You know, like things were looking up from that point on. In terms of then ordering food for yourself, mm. it probably didn't happen until I went away to university. And you realize, oh my God, I've got a bank account. I can just buy whatever I want. I don't have to cook tonight. And I remember I went to Lincoln University and there was a great Indian and it was called Mowgli's and we used to get Probably every third night, half chicken tikka masala, half chicken korma. And we'd put on the plate and we'd let the two colours, the bright red and the bright yellow, swim <laughs> into each other. A bit like, you know, when you watch a nature documentary and you see like the murky river meets the sea. It looked like, do you know, beautiful it was. And um... Like a misjudged MasterCard advert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you, a mascot, reminded me of being old. That is a, that is a crazy order, though. Tikka Masala and Korma. Well, I think what's crazy about it is they're not too dissimilar, are they? Like <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not. I can get a profile of that household very quickly based <laughs> yeah. on that order. What were you mopping up your little um your parting of the Red Sea soupy dish? <laughs> so what I tend to do, I was I would make a sort of like a I guess like a a reverse moat around the outside with plain white rice, obviously, uh, so that the, the the rice would kind of make a perimeter around the plate because obviously it was so soupy as you say you don't want it to leak off the plate so you'd kind of make a barrier hold on a sec hold on a sec you've got the rice this is mad this is absolutely mad covering the circumference of the plate yeah and then inside the rice is all the the slosh yeah the slosh is at the inside think about it when you're at university you're not eating at a table are you you're balancing that on your on your lap so what you wanted was a nice barrier to stop it sloshing over while you're watching America's Next Top Model. So korma, a tiki masala, and a circle of rice around Circle, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Placing that rice around the plate is, it. is in itself a challenge. You're not even just dumping it on. You've got to... <laughs> no one has done this, ever. You've got to place it quite carefully. Yeah, but what it would do then, it would soak up the outside somewhat as well. So then you're already getting like a nice bit of, a nice bit of action. It's mad. But why were you not using the rice? Uh, I'm sure Simran would agree with this as some kind of barrier between the two curries. That feels like that's where the rice should go. Why would you want that? Why would you want it? What you want is a lovely conglurgement. You want I, a, that's a, definitely not a word, but I like it. You want a lovely conglurgement of korma and tikka running into each other. That's like that's the sweet spot. Ah, I'll have some korma now. Ah, yep. I'll have some tikka now. What do I fancy now? A mouthful of both. Get down the the middle aisle, <laughs> you know the middle aisle, like the Aldi special aisle. That's what that was like. You could probably hear my children <laughs> screaming in the background there. I don't know if you could, but that was probably their reaction to they could they can overhear you. <laughs> and, if, and if you hear very faintly, that's one billion people in India all screaming <laughs> as well. I'm so <laughs> aware it is such a bastardized bastardization of of what is a beautiful beautiful cuisine, and I feel so bad for doing it. And like the shame, the shame that comes. Over you when you have to order like the korma or the chicken tikka masala in a restaurant. Oh. We we love people who have their own idiosyncratic ways of eating uh, Indian takeaways. But this feels like it was certainly captured a time in your life. And that time has probably gone. I've moved forward. Present day, Lauren. Are you still doing that? <laughs> You're gonna hate this. But I've never been able to find a chicken tikka masala as good as that one. Cause now they're always a bit too tomatoey. So now okay. we are just straight up korma. So I've gone from basic bitch to even more basic bitch. <laughs> I can't believe you're half Guyanese. I can't believe it either. Honestly, I can't. And this is the thing. I'm very white, like a half Guyanese person. And like trying to tell people that I'm Guyanese, like this is not supporting evidence, is it? In fact, it's the opposite. It's probably only fair, Simon, that we... Let's ask the listeners to see if you are alone in that. Does anyone else have any sort of weird plate organisations? And does anyone do what Lauren does? What do you think about the ring of rice and the split curries? Get in contact. Let's find out how quite how mad this is. I think there'll be a lot of people you're know, using things like it's the classic Alan Partridge, isn't it? Using a sausage as a breakwater to keep your beans away from your eggs and stuff. I think a lot of people will have organisational elements to their food. We will see. Now, I want to settle one quick thing. So you, you're in a relationship. This is something we talked about last week with our guest Sean Walsh. My wife and I were often we can't agree on takeaways, so we will order from separate takeaways, and it blew his mind. 
Do you? Yeah, okay, so maybe it is weird. Now, your reaction's making me think that actually maybe it is weird. Tom, every single person wow. has said that it's weird. The one well, my wife who... hasn't. My wife yeah, is exactly. genius. I'm a very right. happy Simrat. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I mean, you must be really happy to sort of have that confidence in your relationship in order to sort of go your separate ways. I'm guessing a lot of people order a takeaway on like a Friday or Saturday night. It's, it's supposed to be a thing that brings you together. And instead, you've got this real sort of wedge of separation there. So I feel like your relationship must be strong to, to get through that. We do. We do. It's worth saying we do eat them in the same room. <laughs> we're not, we're, we, we don't then go off into our little takeaway holes. <laughs> yeah. She watches sort of real housewives. I'm watching the football. We're just being... <laughs> Lauren, what do you think your partner would say is an irritating eating habit of yours. He says, if you're really enjoying something, he says, quote, you're a chomper. <laughs> he'll be eating nice and quietly like a little mouse and I'll be in the corner chomping away and he'll shoot me a look like this, chomper. And I'll be like, I didn't even hear it. Like I've got like a deafness. I've got a deafness <laughs> when the when the bargain bucket comes out. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what noise is coming out of me. For all, of, And it's made me quite paranoid because I also think, am I chomping just in the privacy of my own home or do I do I chomp in public and are, are other people going gosh she's cracking on isn't she bloody hell she's enjoying herself do you know what when we did our first series of the of the podcast and we had Phil Wang as a guest we were eating noodles and I was sat next to Crane and I was um so into the food I sort of forgot that we were recording the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting of, can you just shut up for one second? As you ask, yeah, yeah, ask, yeah. Ask the man a question and you're invited on the podcast. <laughs> you're so much slurping. It's like slurping. Walking, walking through a bog. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like heavy, heavy peat in medieval times. It's just gross. And at least a chomp feels dry. A chomp to me sounds like quite a sort of dry clamping sound. It's good. There's no, not, no slurp. I tend to favor kind of like drier foods. I like, there's nothing worse than that sound. Like, oh, it goes through you, doesn't it? A little, a little. <laughs> Slurpy noodle. Ugh. So that would that would be your irritating habit or your weird habit. Do you have any guilty food pleasures? Are there weird food combos you enjoy? Things that you think other people might think are a bit strange. Is there anything weird that you enjoy? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything like I've never had any like mad cravings for anything. I do I... like to have chocolate and crisps. I would <laughs> like the the chocolate to go in first to leave a sort of chocolatey remnant across the mouth. Mm. And then yeah. when you put like salt, vinegar, crisps in, they sort of get a, a little bit of a coating as they go down. That's quite enjoyable. Well, your chicken, your tiki masala corner attending suggests you should be doing chocolate down one side of the mouth and crisps down the other side of the mouth at exactly the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making that lovely Barclay card swamp. <laughs> I'm telling you something which is a combination which I don't like, which is chocolate yeah. and water. Agreed. I had that a couple of days ago. I think I had a square of dairy milk or something. And I was quite thirsty. I just had some water. I was like, oh. No, thanks. This is not, this isn't working. It sweetens the water, doesn't it? It sort of sweetens the water up. And the texture of the chocolate, when you break it down in your mouth, doesn't go well with just plain water. No. It, just, it just feels, I don't quite know why it doesn't work. So what is, what's the perfect drink to go with chocolate then? Milk. A cup of tea, a cup of tea. Or a cup of tea, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, a cup of tea, yeah. Oh yes, that's a really good shout. What's yours, Tom? A pina colada? No, I, I think you're right. A cup of tea is right. My dream is would be a, it's, it's a completely achievable dream. It's one I've done before. A, <laughs> a, a fridge cooled Yorkie. 
Oh yeah, uh, and yeah. then a cup of tea. That's my dream. One, one. Day, I hope one day I, I manage to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you have a fridge called Yorkie in the, in the fridge? Well, no, I would, I would say once every three months I have a fridge called Yorkie, ideally on a hot day, and uh, I really, I do really enjoy that. Would you, would you have the Yorkie at room temp, or was that a no go? I, I will bring it home and put it in the fridge, leave it an hour, and return. What if you really want the Yorkie? What if you're like, I'm desperate for that Yorkie. I want it now. I will get in the fridge and I'll eat it in the fridge. <laughs> no, I, will, I, I guess I, I, in that situation, I would eat the Yorkie. But um, it, <laughs> I suppose that's the answer. Okay, so you don't have weird things, but what about takeaway disasters, Sim? I mean, because this is something that always comes up on our show. When things go wrong, are there, are there um, takeaway disasters you've had where it's, where it's gone wrong? The ultimate takeaway disaster for me is if a Domino's arrives sans dip. Oh, yes. Oh. Shove the Domino's in the bin. Just get Absolutely. Put it out of the window. There's no actual point. Get out. When that happens, do you ever then despondently head to the fridge to see if there's something that you could maybe dip? And then you're like, bullshit. No, I won't eat him. No, I've done, there's no replacement. I've tried to make a dip. I've tried to make the garlic and herb dip. How did you yeah. try to do that? What was I'm, that? <laughs> I need no longer take it. That, that, that Michelin starred chefs can't do that. This is what I did. I got the mayo out. I swirled in some garlic granules oh, and God. I chucked in a mystery Italian spice. Don't know what spice it is, just an Italian spice. That sounds like you you covered your eyes and grabbed one of the Italian spices, <laughs> didn't know what it's what it was. <laughs> mystery spice. Do they say mystery? What is it? Just just it's Italian. It just says Italian spice. Okay, one of those ones, yeah. Don't know what's in that. Could be anything. I could tell you that is absolutely not gonna work. It's not going to work. Mix it all up, slosh it together. It tasted like shit. And I was like, that is <laughs> ruined my night. To the point I don't even want to eat this pizza. So now if that happens, and can I just say, if it that happens, I will go back, complain to Domino's, and Absolutely. I will wait another hour, hour and a half and make sure that pizza comes fresh. With, and I will go to town with it. Like I will go money-saving Martin Lewis, money-saving expert, <laughs> back complaining. There's no point. It's what makes Domino's a Domino's. Have you ever had a situation when a Domino's pizza's turned up and it's even missing the dip that is supposed to slot into the top left-hand corner of the box? Yes, yes. I've had that before. There's a hole. You, you can see it's you've just had a, a gaping hole that you know you need to put a dip in. It's looking you in the eye. It's like leaving the house without putting on your shoes that. Exactly, yeah. Why have you got the Domino's fully dressed? <laughs> but do you know what else, right, which is if you order the big dip or an extra dip, um, for some reason... Even though I know the pizza is going to come with a dip, when it arrives, so I've got the the, the dip in the hole and then the extra one. Yeah. I then immediately think, oh, why did you give it? I said, it's too much. I don't need the one in the hole, and I sort of get a bit annoyed with them. I no. don't know why I feel like that because they've not sorted their ratios out. Because they've not sorted the ratios. I I don't need the big dip and the small dip. Thanks, I just need the big dip. So how many dips do you order, Simran, for for yeah. one Domino's pizza? How many dips are you getting? Well, I'm probably going to get through two of the small dips. Yeah, okay. and then sometimes I'll order the big dip. Is that for a large pizza though? Is that a large pizza, two dips? Yeah, obviously. Who's getting a medium pizza? Well, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Got to think tactically here with you know the cost of it. Who's ever buying a Domino's medium? Yeah, I hate you as well about Domino's. And I, by the way, I love Domino's. I'm not slagging them off, but yeah, what really great. annoys me is that all these deals and stuff. It gets a bit much. You're looking for a yeah. deal. You're spending half an hour looking for a deal, working out. Completely. Well, should we get? Should we get one large? Or should we get two mediums and a ch- and a chicken side yeah it all, it all becomes a bit 
a beautiful mind when you're trying to figure out the <laughs> yeah, to deals. Like, a beautiful yeah. meal. <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> meal. Uh, but Lauren, what is your, it's a, it's a question we, we ask all of our guests, which is your go-to drunken 2am meal. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? A lot of people's drunken 2am meal would be a KFC. Now, I consider that great. So we have to get dirtier and dirtier from this point on, don't we? Amazing. If it's 2am, we are going local kebab shop. There was a, a, like a really good one near me and it was Kebab Central. Like it was, there was so many different ones. And you went into it and it actually, like the, the premises was was lovely. But as mm-hmm. soon as you took that bite, you were like, no, 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 this is pure filth. This is pure dirt. <laughs> and last time I had one, I, I was so drunk. Like I was so drunk when I got this last one. I'd, I'd gone out and I had to be up for work like the next day early early i was like the only thing for it is going to be a lovely greasy crab but i got it home opened it up took one bite and i was like oh no you know when it you know when it does it can either go one way or the other yeah. and it really disagreed the last time so i've not been i've not been back for a while but it it has been probably about a year now so feeling ready it's time mm-hmm. it's feeling time i'll tell you what i find um, i always catches me with those places is when you go past at like 11 a.m and there's a bloke in there getting you come out his, I never his... know how to feel. Do I, am I supposed to think you absolute legend, or am I, so I'm never quite sure what I feel about it? My mind doesn't work it up. I think you should be like intervening. He's on a one-way ticket to hospital with that. Like you can't go. <laughs> you can't go before one at one in the afternoon. Surely, <laughs> Lauren. We have a, a sort of final one of our final questions. Mm. Is now you've already ordered the KFC and yep. you've talked Domino's, so we need to know what is your ultimate McDonald's order. Oh, yeah. McDonald's order. It's your death row McDonald's order, and you can't put it all in one fork. Step us through it in intimate detail. Intimate detail. Yeah. Okay, intimate yeah. detail. We're going for a Big Mac. Yep. But when the Big Mac arrives, we are going to immediately, quickly, quickly open it up, open up the box. We're going to take off the top, take off the first burger, pulling with it the lettuce and the cheese and the sauce. We're going to remove the stupid excess middle bun because who even wanted that in the first place? Wow. We're going to lob that out wow. the window like we did with the Domino's Frisbee. <laughs> That's gone. The neighbours are getting fed. <laughs> yeah, the neighbours <laughs> are getting fed. And then we're going to rebuild that burger as it should be, which is two pieces of bread, two burgers, all the gubbins and sauce and everything. Fantastic. You think that improves it? Genuinely, you think it's better? What have I told you about ratios? It's all about the ratios. And a Big Mac, they've fucked their ratios by adding yeah. that extra bit of bread that nobody needs. Don't Good need enough. it. It's taking away from the fun of the burger. So get rid of that. I'm following this and I'm on board. You know, yeah, if you, yeah. by the way, if you return five of those middle bits of a Big Mac, <laughs> they, they give you a Big Mac. It's like those, those, those cups of festivals. It's really good. It's really good. Of that would be my absolute dream come true. I swear to you. But talk about our favourite takeaways. I've, I've yep. slanged off a lot of the establishments, but it's only because I care. Absolutely. It's only because I want to make it better. Okay, so you've got a Big Mac without a middle. Yeah, without a middle. Fries. As discussed, properly salted, please. Ideally, if there was a little sachet that I could just pop a little bit more sodium on there, that would be really nice. <laughs> full-fat Coke, as previously mentioned. Can't get a full-fat Pepsi with the KFC. At least McDonald's know what they're doing in terms of their fizzy drinks. And then we would follow it up with a molten hot apple pie. And oh, classic. it oh. should come molten hot because what you want is it to cool on the side 
whilst you have your Big Mac and for it to still be hot by the time you get to it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot mozzarella sticks. Oh, okay. If they're on the menu. Very nice. Yeah. Classy. Where where are you where are you eating that meal as a final as a final question? Where where are you eating that meal? I'd have that in the comforts of my own car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pop the drink in the drink holder. Push your chair back. Get relaxed. Kick your shoes off if you're feeling fancy. Oh, kick your shoes off. Get comfy. That's really nice. Balance your ketchup somewhere. That's important. That that's a big one for us. Where mm. do you put your ketchup? Where do you put ketchup. I love that you're sitting. Uh, shoes off in your own car from yeah. the peace and quiet to tuck in to your Big Mac without the middle bit. And then if you've got time on your hands, yeah. just recline afterwards, have a little post Mackey's nap. Exactly. <laughs> on the oh. ground, on the ground to the right of the driver's window, a single piece of Big Mac bread, which nobody knows why that's there. You know why it's there. <laughs> we all know now. If you your see little one of those, secret. <laughs> you see one of those in the Mackey's car park, you know exactly what's gone down. <laughs> Lauren, Genuinely, what an absolute joy to speak to you. You are oh, and uh, you. brilliant, fun. You're such a great person. And thank you. So you've embraced this show fully. And I, I love that. What a legend you are. Love it. Yeah. I love the level of detail. Honestly, it's a great podcast. It's so, so good. It's one of those podcasts where I go, I can't believe we've not talked about this before. This is what we all have talked about. We love food and we love talking about all our weird foodie habits. You've created an image of a chicken tikka masala korma. I never thought it would be possible. And I tell you what, Tom, you're quite a good artist. Yes. Maybe you could draw it of what, of what you think it looks like. Whip it, whip up some artwork. I'd love to see that. <laughs> and we could, we could put Please. it on our social. Oh my and we'll, God. we'll tag you in it and you oh. can tell us if, if, if this is right. <laughs> I would absolutely love to see that. It's been a many years since I've had it. It's since yeah. I was at university. So it would really take me back to those good old times. Okay, we'll knock really? it together and we'll ask people yeah. on his thoughts on that technique. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lauren. Enjoy the rest of your bucket. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Contact the show on Twitter at Fave Takeaway Pod or Instagram on My Favorite Takeaway Podcast. You can email us with your stories of takeaway woe, gripes, your worries on hello at my favorite takeaway podcast.com. That was the fantastic Lauren Layfield there. Uh, what a great, fun person she is, and uh, I just loved how much he sort of gets into this, it's into the spirit of takeaway obsession. What more can you ask for from a guest? Uh, Sim, anything that sort of stuck out for you in that chat? Yeah, mainly the fact that her dog looks like a cat. But yes. the main thing is I am absolutely 
gagging for a KFC, so I think I'm going to go and have one now. Yes, forever. A bargain button had a reason to exist, is to help someone get over the emotional distress of not recognising a dog. Join us next week for yet more takeaway fun. Thank you so much as always. Do spread the word. Leave us a review, ideally five stars, and write something nice. Please do. It really helps the show, and it'll mean that we can keep getting wonderful guests. Thank you so much for giving your time to us, and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 